0: Hey y'all, we are finally back after what only a week? Has it been a week? Two weeks? Two weeks. Oh. Hey guys. Excuse me. I've been sick. Yeah, Duffy is getting her life together. Um school is going on. Life is happening. So much life is happening. It's like life, life is um, happening at me. Like, I don't feel like I'm, I'm, I'm in it. I feel like I'm being attacked. So, um, welcome back to the show. So, why don't we go ahead and dive right on in. Um, today, we're just going to be talking about um, the bullshit that is adulthood. Uh, so, sit back, relax, um, massage your scalp with some warm oils uh because it probably needs a little bit of tenderness right about now and uh, let's get into it we josing okay so let's start off first and foremost by checking in duff how are you doing my dear life is great and life is poor oh (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) preach on it what's happening
1: I mean, life would not be a balance without that. I recently moved to a new place. Mm, Congratulations. And just like in the cities of New York City, Los Angeles, D.C. maybe, Mm. I don't know, Miami. If you're in the New Orleans area, it is difficult to find somewhere to live for a decent price and cost Mm. without breaking the bank and without living... Like you're living under the bridge.
0: Yeah, no, the so. we there was just to, to interject real quick. There was like this whole list of places that are like on the verge of like the the housing bubble like mm-hmm. bursting mm-hmm. because of cost of living. Yeah, New Orleans isn't even on it. It's not even in the top ten. I don't understand that. That doesn't make abs like no sense to me. Like literally, we are what five minutes away from some apartment complex that's about to be what. Three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars for a yeah. condo over there? Yeah. Like in smack dab in the middle of the hood. So Okay. <laughs> y'all it's 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 rough. But
1: I yeah. think I think with with well, the reason why we're not on the map is just because we're not a one bedroom is not up into the two thousands and three thousands. Yeah. I mean it, it there are some places like that here, but it's not the norm. Yeah. But I think they're just not factoring in how much people actually make here. We make less. Mm. So um, I guess that's why we're not on the list, but it's really hard to find a place and not just be dealing with a slumlord. So I'm right. happy for that. I'm grateful. Congratulations again. Yes. Thank you. And the pits of it all is that I have been sick for three weeks oh. and it's not going away just yet. I'm hopefully I won't have to deal with this much longer, but I'm tired of coughing up a lung every night.
0: Oh, I can imagine. Ugh. I have actually not been sick for, like, a cold. I haven't had a cold in, gosh, it feels like a really long time. You don't get sick. I don't get sick. Like, I don't know what's up with that because I don't feel like I have some super immune system. But I've never, like, I've never had the flu. I've never, I think I've I've had fevers, but only as, like, a child and not that many then either. So, I don't know. I think you're very much a germaphobe. Oh, well, yes. No, I do carry about two containers of hand sanitizer in that bag. So. And. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes,
1: I recall you getting in trouble once for it.
0: Oh. What know, did I do? I <laughs> oh. Yes. <laughs> I recall that.
1: Oh, yes. So, <laughs> but it's, it's important because it keeps you from getting sick. And I think, too, your diet is limited. Um, And so I think your immune system doesn't have to, or your body doesn't have to, like, deal with a whole bunch of extra stuff. That,
0: that would, that's probably, in fact, I I was, I was thinking about my diet lately because I feel like I would like to, um, kind of change it up a bit. And I'm not quite sure exactly what I want to do. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't think that I necessarily feel like I need to be, um, like, gluten-free or anything like that, Mm -hmm. but, um just just uh healthier mm-hmm. i guess cuz i i like to drink water i love water yeah um i love snacking on fruits i like veggies like if you give me a bag of baby carrots mm-hmm. and like some ranch or like a some kind of little vinaigrette or something yeah. I, I would be so happy like that makes my day but also i don't think i'm eating enough cuz really? these pants um they're not loose but they have two darts in them from when they were too big for me mm-hmm. and then I grew into them and then they were tight and then I was um in the restroom earlier today and I was looking at myself like in the mirror with the pants mm-hmm. and I'm like these pants not supposed to have any any gaps yeah. in the waist and that and I'm I I don't mm, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> like am I not eating enough like cuz this schedule is bananas and I guess my check-in is I'm doing well uh huh um school is absolutely um crazy as per usual mm-hmm. because i'm um, currently in the process of applying for an internship awesome. and um it's it's a little more than the name implies mm-hmm. um because i like to like how i frame it for people is like think of it like how med students mm-hmm. apply for residency right this is psychology students this is our version of residency don't let the name internship fool you this is right. very much so residency for psychology students and training and yeah. this shit is no no bitch <laughs> like applying for this is no joke so um like it has been a pretty insane with doing that and then trying to do my dissertation and then also like classwork, like these two assignments that i have been putting off only not because like of procrastination but literally like where do I squeeze this in priority wise because yeah. this is not even scratching the top of the list yeah. between this that and practicum so like I'm it's a lot but I'm managing because I have a ass support system you go so um yeah I, I think I'm okay and I had a. I, I'll tell you about
1: Can that you later.
0: Tell us about your bomb ass support system. My bomb ass support system, yes. Um. So let's see. First and foremost, the queen, my rock, my ride or die. Even though she work my nerves. That lady I call my mama, y'all. Like that's that's my girl. Mm-hmm. And honestly. Like, sometimes I, gotta, I think I think she has ADHD, and I would give anything to test her, like, for real. Because sometimes I have to talk to her in, like, really brief spurts to, to get her with a conversation. But if there's any time I'm going through something, like, she does her, her best to try and be supportive and, and do what she needs to do. Like, when I was having that little situation a couple of years ago with school, yep. she's like, what do we need? What do we need to file? Who do we need to call? Do you need to look up something?" Like, she's on it so definitely my mother i would say my friends for sure including you duff because i'm like when did i i got i think what did i call you i called a couple of weeks ago that was a couple of weeks ago i called duffy i was writing one of my essays and y'all had a breakdown and i'm laughing about it now because like it's it's funny you can laugh about it after the fact but y'all when i tell you that imposter syndrome is real and i was genuinely having a moment like i cannot do this what am i supposed to tell these people about myself in 500 words to convey who I am as a person. Who I am as a clinician in training. Mm-hmm. What can I bring to the table? What will make me stand out? And I'm just like... I don't know. I'm <laughs> Nothing is special about me. <laughs> it was like, I was really crying. And I was trying
1: to hold it. like, I'm trying not to cry. I said, well, I think you might need to just and go on and And not let
0: loose. <laughs> not let loose. So, yeah, no, I think that I have really good friends who are really great who are like who have been checking in on me and like how are you doing and how how's your mental health (laughs) like you know that kind of stuff so shout out to them And um, also, I think just like classmates in general, like I think that with even even if you're going through this process or not going through this process, it doesn't matter because we're all doing something similarly. Like so we're all working on our dissertations right now. Uh, There's a handful of us now who are working on internship stuff. We are all trying to get through practicum together. So there's always somebody to tap into if you got a question, if you need something like we 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 pretty much are pretty good about having each other's back at this point. Yeah, and so I think that that's my support system. All I'm missing now is you know like a nigga to top me off at the end of the night. Oh my so. god!
1: <laughs> you always do this. <laughs>
0: sorry, I apologize. I, can't, can't, can't. I apologize. But I mean, it, I was I was actually just talking to my supervisor about that. But I'm gonna have that conversation with you after this. Come on. <laughs> so. Let's get into the, our topic for today, which is um, adulting. The scam. The scam of <laughs> the, the, the scam of all scams. Mm-hmm. And so I would like to start this off by talking about what did you imagine adulthood to be like when you were a child? When you were like a teenager? Girl, I don't
1: know. I just, I just recall like thinking I was going to be... I don't know, the boss of everything. That everything was just going to go so smoothly. Um, That I wasn't going to have many problems. Like, I didn't imagine all of the problems that you encounter on a day-to-day basis being an, an adult. Mm-hmm. Either interpersonally or just financially or just with the logistics of, like, dealing with your life. Um, I thought it would just be smooth sailing. I just... I thought I would have everything I wanted and I would be able to do everything I
0: wanted. Yeah. It's just not like that. Kind of similar. Like, I think, you know what I thought of adulthood as? I thought it was like something that you just kind of walked into and it all just made sense. Because every adult in my life, I've never seen adults necessarily struggle per se. Like even when like say for example, my parents were falling out with each other, uh-huh. they still held it together enough for me to not really get a sense of like I'm I'm struggling right now or I'm just emotionally overwhelmed or like I'm financially strapped or anything like that. It's just always been um that's adults business and you don't have to worry about that. We got it all together. So I figured when I became an adult, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just gonna grow up and just fall into the routine. Yeah. Boy, was that <laughs> what a what a lie, what a lie I told myself. Because, girl, what is this? <laughs> what is this? Ain't routine. Not not one bit of this feels routine. Yeah. Because first and foremost, if I can keep it a buck, I don't even feel like I've reached peak adulthood yet. At this big old age of 29, I think... What do you mean by peak adulthood? So, I've been in school all my life. <laughs> like, all, all my, my life. life. I had to fight. <laughs> and I, so, like, I have literally... Like, I jumped sh- straight from... So, this, this is it. Graduated high school, 2008. Uh-huh. Went straight into Dillard, 2008 to 2012. Straight into my master's program um 2012 to 2014 brief gap between um December 2014 and August 2015 when I jumped right into this program so most of my experience in like in adulthood thus far has just been as being an academic
1: why didn't I know this about you
0: I don't know like you know that I took
1: off and I worked for like four to
0: five years I didn't see and like that's that's my thing is that like I always thought it sucked work, work <laughs> I mean like, so the thing for me is just like I'm going into school I knew I had to get like a, a graduate degree yeah. and so it was always just a part of the thing like I won't be able to work until I have the degree so I gotta get the degree and then when I decided along the way getting my master's my first master's I was just like I don't think I want to do the LPC route anymore yeah. I've always wanted to be a clinical psychologist here is the opportunity here you go but the, the catch is that you can't work a regular job working on a doctorate degree. No. Like they advise, there's so many programs. Yeah, you. I, girl, did I try? You tried it, <laughs> and I broke down. So <laughs> 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 see, see what that tells you. I was like, what? Those had, people came to you and told you you could not be reading. Girl, that's part of the reason why I got fired. And you I didn't even like, get fired. Well. They, they didn't even fire. It was like so weird. But I was like, yeah, I was working like two jobs. And sixteen hours was our first semester yeah it was it was it was a lot it was a lot, and so they advise you some programs don't permit you point blank yeah. others will advise you to not try and take on it because this is your job,
1: yeah,
0: like the days that like during the day i'm I'm clocking in at practicum that's my job that is yeah. my full time I have absolutely no time to work anybody's regular job, so I just like never. Because I don't want to make it sound like I've never worked. Now, I did work. Yeah. But I stayed at home. And, I mean, keep it a buck. I still stay at home. Because Mm -hmm. that's more, like, fiscally, that's more responsible for me right now. responsible. Given the undertaking that, like, say, for example, for internship, how expensive it's going to be. Like, all my, what would be my rent money right now is Uh going towards trying to take care of, like, internship stuff. Yeah. So, it's like, and I have no problem with it. Me and my mom, we we go our separate ways. So, the thing is, I always felt like, gosh, well, how do I find define adulthood? And I've always defined it as, like, the ultimate independence. And in some ways, I don't feel independent, again, because I am living at home. And I have my own money. I have my own car. You know, like, I've paid for what I need to do and stuff like that. But there's yeah. this almost like a... I think if I was turning the key into my own space, it would feel—I would feel a lot more, you know. Stress. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. Not. Nah, let me. Let me point out that I don't believe that I would be less stressed. Or <laughs> but sure. I, But I would be. I would be. I would be at, at my own space, and I think there is some it beauty is, in being in your own space. There is
1: some beauty in being in your own space. That's no lie, because. You have the opportunity, like, to create your own, like, energy in the place. Yeah. And you fall into a routine that is very much your own and Mm -hmm. has nothing to do with anybody else. So that's always nice, but it is stressful.
0: Oh, yeah. And so, like, that can um, start us off on as far as, like, adulting the scam. what What are some of the things that you are just sick and tired of as far as, like, with being an adult?
1: One of the things that I'm sick and tired of, based upon what you were just saying, is people telling you that you have to have your own stuff. Like, you have to have your own place. Having your own car mm-hmm. is a necessity. Right. That That is very important in this city that we live in. If we lived in New York, I would probably speak differently on it, but mm-hmm. here, the transportation system does not flow well as it used to, mm-hmm. and you need a car. So, I'm not talking about that, but... Having to have your own place, I'm just kind of like, even though I'm an adult, if my parents have it as such that I can be in their space and I can be comfortable and I can then meet my goals a little bit faster, mm-hmm. you know, financially and career wise, I
0: say, why not? Right. I think, do you like, I don't know where I, it's had to have been on Twitter, but this was a conversation not that long ago about like people, somebody made some kind of tweet. Talking about how some it, ah, I wish I could remember it, but it was something to the effect of like I can't ask my mom or somebody for shit, like you know, like the just basically once they turn 18, you you do you, and yeah. I, that was it. And you get, you get let go, yeah. Out. And I don't, I wish I could remember because I feel like I'm missing some gaps and like some parts of that. There's some gaps in there, but like I'm just thinking. How a lot of people never got that opportunity because they were told that once you hit 18, that's, like, that's it. And so, like, you're an adult now. You're, there's, you know, I'm done doing my job as far as, like... Being your parent. Yeah, like, just any level of dependence on me stops here. Yeah. Because now you have to be responsible for you. And I, and I get... How circumstantially that happens for some people, because say if you are in a lower SES kind of situation,
1: mm-hmm. once you
0: hit an age where you can contribute to the household, then I get why it's some expected. parents, yeah, just like okay, you need to go on and bring something in um, financially, and I, and I get that, but That's, it's an unfortunate thing. Honestly. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty rough, but I'm just thinking of like how fortunate I am mm-hmm. to have a mom who who encourages like me being positioning myself in a way that's like okay you stay, you contribute what you can to like bills and things like that and um you know like pay for your your car insurance and shit Mm -hmm. but um like you know um stay here until you get on your feet because what she did was she stayed in my grandparents like home they bought a shotgun Mm -hmm. she stayed there she stayed at my grandmother's house Mm -hmm. then she stayed down the street in the, in the shotgun. Yeah. And then she walked into her own home.
1: Yeah.
0: She bought that shit and, like, her about to pay it off home. in two years. Like, it's, and I mean, no, not to brag on my mama yeah. or some shit, but that shit is fucking huge. And, like, she worked and she saved and she had the, you know. And so I always wonder, I'm like, did she feel, like, less of an adult? Because she had to, like, you know, low-key, like, depend, be a dependent for a chunk of her 20s and you know like kind of like how sometimes like I feel you know I just think
1: it's the it's the way that you view it because people in other cultures do it all the time Mm -hmm. you know it's about have getting a leg up right you know in in the world and actually having something to leave to your kids because Mm -hmm. you have to think about it in terms of steps if you are automatically when you turn 18 you're responsible for something and you're Mm -hmm. moving out you're already a step back you know financially so totally i don't know but so i think the whole idea of feeling like an adult more so is surrounded by like i guess what you what you see your peers doing Mm -hmm. and then what your relationships are like inside the home maybe
0: yeah yeah. I think that that definitely plays the part, but no, I totally agree with you with the whole like it's a scam. That whole idea of this this is the qualifiers in order to be considered an adult, and if yeah. you don't meet those qualifiers, and some aspect of your adulthood is taken away, and I think that that's like the complicated thing that I'm like kind of go through sometimes. But it doesn't make you any less of an adult to mm-hmm. be in these different positions. I think we just have to rework because we definitely have to rework how society views that because we are living in a totally different time. And millennials, yeah. the burden that has been placed on us economically yeah. is absolutely trash. So yeah. I, it's it's more... Like speaking of, like, financial aid debt. Financial... It, it, oh, my goodness. Like, the burden of student loan debt yeah. is... It's... Um, I think it's... I had to go back, and I wish I had the data in front of me. But I... If I'm remembering correctly, it's most certainly contributing to lower birth rates. Because people can't afford it. Yeah. Um, Marriages, I don't know if they're going down or not. I can't say. So, I don't want to say that. But there's... I can there's, definitely
1: say that I... That's one reason why I don't want to get married. is because... On paper. Yeah. It's because I don't want my significant other to be burdened with my debt. Yeah. And also, I know that me as a single woman there are some things that I would be able to afford, um, that I wouldn't be able to afford if I were married. Right. So, financially.
0: Yeah, no, there's, there definitely, there's definitely been some significant impact on some of, um, the other things that are, you know, we come to expect in adulthood, and, Mm Like, I applaud those people who have managed to figure out how to navigate that. But then that also kind of comes back to is what are the circumstances under which you were being able to navigate it? What is your financial situation look like? What kind of support system do you have? What kind of money can mom or dad or uncle or auntie chip in to make this work? So, like, yeah, Yeah. I think we just got to change it because it's definitely more socially acceptable to be home in your mid and late 20s now um we're still we're working on it but it's it's more kind of like a a norm and I'm realizing that with a lot of my friends who are not married um before they got married they were at home yeah so um I wonder when the
1: when the change happened because when my grandmother was coming up she and even her sisters they stayed home for Mm -hmm. for a while after they were well into their adulthoods as well Mm -hmm. um so i don't know when the when the change actually occurred
0: Mm -hmm. but
1: all of them ended up with their own homes eventually so i think it happened like in their generation Mm -hmm. um and then leading into our parents and so now it's becoming a norm again
0: yeah, and a norm for a different reason, I think, yeah. too. Because, mm-hmm. like, um, culturally, you know, shacking up has been frowned upon and things like that. Mm-hmm. And so, if you um not a married woman and, I guess, don't have the means to live on your own, then where do you stay? Like, You're home. right. You know? Right. That sounds about right. <laughs> stay home. So, um, yeah, no, I I think that that's, that's definitely one. Uh, what am I sick of? What are you of? sick of? What am I sick of? Um, I'm tired of, um, I think the, the, like, I'm, 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 I'm sick and tired of this idea of success being one, um, at the expense of your mental health and, and wellness. That, that scam. And I, I got some thoughts on that too, kind of going back Mm -hmm. to what we were talking about. Because... When, we, when I think about this, the first thing that comes to mind is, uh, I'll sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> and I think <laughs> that is a very, very problematic way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people, particularly now, with people with, like, I think, like, social media has really pushed us to put on this our success on display just to make sure that everyone knows that we are winning and so like it's like if you're not doing a million different things if you're not hustling and bustling and making money and being able to show off your success and your wealth or just some kind of semblance of like um i'm i'm on top or whatever then you'll you'll bum. You know, like it feels like real bummy-like or whatever, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I want people to know that success does not necessarily always mean a bank account that is, you know, in the six figures. Mm -hmm. It sometimes means that you were happy, so happy in your job that you don't feel like you're going to work every morning. You know? I think that's what it is. That's the part that pains
1: me. Enjoying what it is that you're... Enjoying what you do on a daily basis.
0: Right. Like, could you imagine doing this if you did not enjoy it? Like, if you did, if you I wanted to be a, to a psychologist, I honestly come
1: like, to a point where I did not enjoy it, you mm-hmm. know, in this process. And it is painful. And mm-hmm. I could imagine, like, if that feeling continued well into after, you know, we got the doctor, whatever, mm-hmm. and we called ourselves psychologists, what have you. I
0: could imagine that being a miserable life. Oh, it would be absolute. Can you... I mean, look at the work that we have to do. We have to talk to people about some of the most just detrimental, horrible things in their lives, you and know? Imagine would, not being interested. Oh, my gosh. That would... You might want to switch lanes at that point. I might become the patient. Girl, I'm going to just join academia. I will join. I will join the ranks of the professors, so I don't have to talk to a soul except these students. But yeah. <laughs> teach. But it, I mean, any
1: facet of it is, like if you don't if you don't enjoy not one piece of this, right? It's not. It's not worth it,
0: anymore. right? Yeah. So yeah, no, I think that that's the thing. It's like, I wonder how many people enjoy what they do. Mm. And then how many people are even pursuing what they enjoy? Or are they all just looking for the come-up? Because, like, when I think... And this is no shade to anybody who owns one. But when I think about those online boutiques or the IG boutiques, everybody sees that as, like, the easy hustle, the come-up, the such-and-such. And And they are all selling wholesale um, items, cheap wholesale items, from china and stuff and so like so much so there's so many of them now that the market is is is, is oversaturated there's no way to keep yeah. up and i with how once, many people I, have i one. once
1: wanted a, a online boutique
0: no shade
1: <laughs> no shade no foul because at this point with the market being what it is i don't want one right it's like what would make my what will make mine stand out not that they even have time for the shit right but just like what would make mine stand out in in, in amongst all these other ones right that are now in existence
0: and the same thing i think with just having like a cosmetic line or such and such and i i applaud people for pursuing these things but i wonder how many people are pursuing them be just for the off the strength of this could be my big check you know and it's like do you enjoy maintaining a business do you know the ins and outs and the ups and downs of being an entrepreneur? What is your take on that before you dive into it and invest in it? And right. do you just feel like you got to do it because, you know, you again, you're trying to be on, on the come up. And it's just like, you know, like it's one of those things where it just feels like somebody lied to us about like what success meant as, as an adult
1: what is I mean but like what is and it just I, feel like, just, I feel like for like, for me what I felt like success was as a child it would be like to have my own house mm-hmm. to have my own car to be able to afford nice things
0: shout out to
1: um, Tank and the Bangas nice right. things I love that song but, but that's, that's really it. So if yeah. that's but I feel like people are trying to attain at this point more more than that.
0: Yeah, like the measuring stick is 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 much longer. I think, or not the measuring stick, but like, well, yeah, maybe the me- like just just the barometer of like what it is, what markers you have to meet in order to consider yourself a successful adult. And I yeah. think, especially because. There's a lot of people, Instagram influencers and otherwise, there you go. who have made just tremendous success from being absolutely talentless. Uh-huh. And that, again, I'm not saying that I to be shady, but that is the truth. People have discovered that people are really interested in looking at other people with nice things. And I mean, this isn't new. This is We've always had socialites yeah. and things like that, but now... In this um, day and age, the the medium in which we're kind of looking at that is like YouTube and Instagram and stuff. And people are making absolutely ridiculous amounts of money from... um, showcasing their life and stuff like that and yeah. then once you you know get enough followers then the ads start rolling in mm-hmm. and so now all you have to do is turn on your camera and talk about bullshit as long as you get enough viewers and that you get to stamp a um a uh, what's the thing one of the things that people like Um, I'm trying to think of some of the ads that people typically have, like Squarespace. Yeah. Or, and not that I wouldn't mind, Squarespace um, ad. Because look, a lot of people now are doing what we're doing right now, in this moment. Podcasting. Because it also can be a come up. But we're, that wasn't the reason we started doing this. But I know that this is, it's just always about what can I do to get more money? Because money means success. And I think that yeah. I am reframing what success means to me because if it's about money, there's plenty of money to be made in this field. But I will be one sad motherfucker looking at how some of my future colleagues, I mean, i am and God bless them, they are hauling ass. They are doing something day in and day out, plenty of them. But it's just like... But where does life fit into that? Yeah. I don't know that I would be happy with that type of success.
1: Yeah. I think I think it's multifaceted because having money is very important to me just because, you know, I've been on the end of not having enough. Mm-hmm. And so it gives me anxiety to even think that my kids or my kids kids won't have enough money and the stress that they'll have to endure to try to make it through life without sure so that's what drives me to say yes i do want money and i want a lot of it Mm -hmm. and you know i will try to get it and that in part is success but the other part of success for me is actually doing something that is of value that gives back to other people Mm -hmm. and of course we wouldn't have chosen to be psychologists if we weren't like that to begin with so you know that's the other part of it. And I guess, you know, a third part is, you know, uplifting myself and knowing that I will achieve a certain level of personal growth by the time I'm, you know, old and gray and don't give a shit anymore. So, I, it's, yeah. it's, it's multifaceted for me.
0: I think like that at the end of the day, the main thing is, because I agree, I would like to leave a legacy... Behind Mm -hmm. And I want want to be like Beyonce. I want my children's children. There's a whole lot of brown babies on that Forbes list. I want my brown babies to be on the Forbes list too. That would be nice. Right. But I also don't want to do that at the expense of my sanity. Real. So I think that that was the thing that I'm sick and tired of is like the scam that um, success is so one-dimensional. Exactly. That money is just everything. The end-all
1: be-all. And once you have that, that's all you need. True, true.
0: So what's, what's something else that you are sick of?
1: What am I sick of? In adulthood, I am sick of, this is a big one. I am sick of being the emotionally mature one. Ooh. And trying to get others to communicate with me on that level. As well as understand me. Mm -hmm. on that level
0: can you tell us more
1: yes um let's see let's see for example if i make it a point to say that something that someone is doing is offending me i would like for that person to a respond by kind of understanding where I'm coming from Mm -hmm. um, or trying to understand where I'm coming from showing me a bit of empathy Mm -hmm. and I don't necessarily mind if people disagree with me but not arguing with me just because they're feeling defensive like if I'm saying that something that you're doing is offending me I don't want you to to then say but when you did Mm xyz that was okay well, right. we're not talking about X, Y, Z. And we can talk about X, Y, Z. But right now, I'm talking about this thing that you're doing that's offending me. And we're not going to get anywhere mm-hmm. if you play tit for tat with me. So it's different situ- situations and scenarios like that where a line of com- I'm attempting to open a line of communication and mm-hmm. gain clarity and understanding on a specific matter. And many adult age individuals are not able to meet me there.
0: That's really interesting, because I'm thinking now, like, what did I think of as, what did I imagine communication would be like as an adult? And kind of, again, kind of going back to when I was saying, like, with my parents, like, even though they were going through their stuff, Mm -hmm. there was still enough effective communication to get the kids' needs met, right? So I'm just thinking adults have it all figured out, they understand things, they're going to talk it out, and boom, there's the answer, there's a solution. But then we get to adulthood and realize how many people uh, just don't know how to communicate like this isn't something a characteristic that just comes by nature of being an adult. At all. At, exactly. Not even a little bit. Quite honestly
1: I think I developed, no. I developed into, into communication but I just feel like at the age of maybe like 18, 19 yeah I didn't know how to communicate as well. I wasn't as expressive, me myself because you know learning from my parents they Communication was not either one of their strong suits. Mm -hmm. My daddy was a a good... He was great at talking. He talked a hell of a lot. (laughs) And he was very articulate. But when it came to, like, expressing emotions or, Mm -hmm. you know, having a disagreement with someone and cordially disagreeing, that was not a thing. Right. Um, Or expressing deep feelings towards somebody. Couldn't... Had trouble doing that. Always shut down. Always disengaged. You know, whatever so that's kind of like where I learned from however it's like at what point does self-reflection with individuals happen Mm -hmm. because I feel like even as a young person as I went through life I always was self-reflective and like as I got older I was like well this is something that has not worked well for me like in relationships in any type of relationships romantic or friendship wise so it's like I need to figure out what I'm doing wrong and see what i can do differently and so over the span of 10 years or so you would think that an individual would like develop some sort of skill
0: in in that but maybe not i think that as far as communication and being an adult is concerned i think that we develop certain communication skills you know like the baseline communication skills that we need to navigate Adulthood, mm-hmm. like we know, for example, how to conduct ourselves on an interview, yeah, or we know how to, you know, get what we need at the bank or yep. stuff like that. Like effectively, for the most part, or I would the say workplace
1: maybe, yeah, yeah like how to do that.
0: But like as far as like really close interpersonal things, I think that that's something that is not again like it's not something that just comes as a virtue of just growing up, and then on top of that some people are communicating with folks like they, it it's almost like a um like it's a it's just a, they communicate with people who reinforce their communication styles yeah and they're like it's right people with poor communication communicating with other people with poor communication and there's no breaking the the circle there because it's just like this is how we know to get what we need in this situation. It might not be the best way, but somehow some way we're still surviving and thriving. Yeah. But to talk to somebody who is more emotionally kind of in touch or intelligent is another way of framing that. Um it it, it might be a little bit more difficult. Yeah. To, to figure out and
1: that just adds to my I'm sick of I'm sick of people glorifying verbal and physical altercation as a means of problem solving.
0: Ooh, that's good. I mean, and this is this actually this is not even a scam of, of adulthood. This is a, a, a overall scam. This is a big scam cuz like yeah, I mean, we jokingly say like I saw this 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 shirt. Um my mom sent me a picture of the shirt that says um educated but knuck if you buck.
1: Yeah,
0: and I thought it was so funny, and I wanted, of course, because um, I strolled to Nucky Be Buck like that. That's one. That's my favorite stroll. <laughs> so that is something that I thought would be like a cute little shirt or whatever. But all in all, at this at this age, I can't even imagine thinking fighting would be the first, you know, like solution I would go to. Like that is such a last resort like you literally have to put me in a position where I feel like I'm going to have to defend myself and trust me I will defend myself I will do everything in my power to lay your ass flat but it's like (laughs) I'm dead ass because like I think that people also assume that if you are someone who taps into violence last Mm -hmm. that you're someone who was easily pushed over false so, highly
1: false. Highly false. So, I don't want anyone to sit here and think that I am like pretentious or like I am better than them because I have my petty moments. Right. Of course. And I have, unfortunately, also had my physical moments.
0: Because we're human, <laughs> it
1: happens. But it's just not. It's not. It's never first for me.
0: And the and it's like I get it for younger folks. Mm-hmm. It's very strange to me for adults, but. I also, again, think about circumstances and situations and what kind of environment were you raised in and what do you know to be the norm as far as how I will approach this or how I will manage my emotions. And if all you've known is if this bitch disrespects me, I have to go and, like, slap her ass. Like, that is the only way to manage this. Yeah. Then... It's like, well, what do you mean stay calm and do deep breathing and be the bigger person? Like, fuck that noise. I have to go and I have to kick ass. Like, that's right. You know, so it's it's sad.
1: I just want I don't know. I like I just want a circle of people or more people who use different forms of communication or problem solving to start being more vocal about them, because it's like I know for a fact that people don't. Some people like drama, but I know for a fact that people don't want this turmoil in their life mm-hmm. like this. You know, I know that people will want to have successful relationships and not to always lose their friends and not to always get with a new partner and then break up with them right. or to have children and end up in with separate families. I know people don't want this.
0: Right. It's, it's one of those weird things where it's like, you know deep down you want something else but also given you know what life has taught you what is your expectations versus your aspirations Mm -hmm. and so like there's a lot of people who would love the white picket fence and the one husband Mm -hmm. and the two kids and the little dog and all that kind of shit but life has taught you that chances are that you're gonna be baby mama one two three four or five Mm -hmm. or that you are you know like chances are you won't be living in the white picket fence kind of situation and whatnot but and you and you know this is a norm for so many people around you so you don't even really think about it being you know like how do I even break out of this this is you know, and some people, granted, yeah, some people are sure. just like, I'm going to break that cycle. I'm going to break this generational curse. But then for other people, it's not even necessarily a generational curse. It, it is literally just like, this is how it is. And it's necess- not necessarily wrong. Mm-hmm. It's just, this is what we know. And that's what it is. That's what it is. Like, I, you know, like, and that's no shade too or whatever like that. Like, you know, my um, my expectation I'm sure is at this point that I don't even want to say that's an expectation. I want I don't want to put that out in the universe. But like I mean, you never know. You just never know how things can play out as far as that is concerned, yeah. and it's just like you have to just kind of learn to to a- a- adapt and you do your best in the situation. I think. I might be rambling now, but like <laughs> I'm just trying to think as far as, like, people wanting drama. You're right. Some people really do thrive on that. Like, there's adults who live and breathe this shit. Hell, we got TV shows dedicated to it, you know? And then
1: others just think that this drama is a way or aggression is a way or passive aggressiveness is a way for them to get what they want.
0: Because it's gotten them what they want. Thus far yeah I mean think about it think about how in some relationships and romantic relationships how bitchy behavior and I mean bitchy on both sides is, is glorified like a- acting like a a um, ass. yes like literally an imbecile a all child of, all of the words damn you likened a child imbecile to a child god damn <laughs> leave the children <laughs> out of this but wait no like but but yeah no you're right like i'm thinking of like being passive-aggressive being mm-hmm. naggy being annoying having a bad attitude and stuff like that at least for for women i'll say this for women i've observed this where it's just like you put up with my, you know, attitude and blase blah, blah and all this kind of stuff and I commend you for that. And it's just like Can't you behave better? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like why is why is that a commendable kind of, you know, thing like, wow, you let me act like a child at this big old age of twenty eight <laughs> you know, like thank you. 35. And the same thirty five, you know, like and the same thing for guys or whatever like that, like acting like you ain't got no fucking sense and just jealous out the ass and stuff there's nothing commendable about that everybody needs to grow up everybody all y'all niggas
1: like something is wrong i'm so grateful that you didn't you didn't mind me ignoring you all those nights i didn't answer the phone or come home
0: excuse me (laughs) like what but again we have this really weird that's, that's a whole nother, like, I believe that we deserve a, a cuffing season three episode and we should get to it because there's so much other relational stuff that we didn't cover that I think is like we tapping on something mm-hmm. right now, because like, that that really is like one of those things where I'm just like y'all live in turmoil and y'all fucking love it and I just <laughs> cannot I cannot, but but the thing is is that that turmoil is glorified and it's rewarded with you know, like, as like with love, like yeah. the turmoil is normalized, and that means love, and mm-hmm. how grown ups big old grown ups big ass adults, people who pay bills and make their own dentist appointments, are out here acting like tenth graders, but they that that's it hey that's what what well, that's the norm for some people that's awful, yeah, um. Since uh, we're on it, um, I think, well, actually, we're not on it. We're off it because we're going <laughs> to wrap it up right now because <laughs> it's so long-ass segment. So why don't we go ahead, take a break, and we'll be right back. Okay, so um, social media. Something's
1: happening in social media?
0: Uh, well, first and foremost, um, I wanted to hit this real quick. So um, recently, Dwayne Wade posted an Instagram story or posted a picture on his Instagram story uh, with Gabrielle Union, um, their, th- his infant daughter with Gabrielle Union and his youngest son. As we all know, his youngest son um, recently kind of came out. I'm not necessarily sure how he identifies, but I think he's within the GSM community. Uh-huh. GSM, for those who are not familiar, is gender and sexual minorities. So, anyway, so he posts this picture of um, his two children and Gabrielle. And on the top of the picture, it says, my girls. Yeah. So, the Shade Room decided to post that photo and said something to the effect of, uh, Dwayne Wade shouts out his girls or something. But I think that, all right, so let me back up. Let me just say, fuck the Shade Room for that. Because I do not like when platforms... Make space for people to be bigoted and to be assholes. There Tell was, me
1: how they made space.
0: So when you look at that photograph and you know that he has his son in the photo, and it yeah. just says "my girls," and given the context, knowing that his son is identifies somewhere on the LGBTQ spectrum, right? And knowing how people would react to that, yeah. you knew. You knew because they didn't have to post that or they didn't have to leave that caption wide open in a way to like to, like to be shady. It was yeah. very shady. It was intentional shade. And yeah. someone can say, oh, no, we were just posting. Y'all know what the fuck that was for. Y'all know what kind of commentary would come from that. Y'all know. Y'all know. Like and so whoever is behind the shade room, I know we are probably just so low on the totem pole as far as content that y'all even hear yes. but fuck you for that because anytime you open up the space or the room for people to attack somebody who's in a marginalized community particularly a child yeah you are trash you are absolute garbage and I think that that was totally unnecessary and I just like all oh, you have to just click just read it just read like read some of the comments because I did I was just curious not even follow the shade room I just I just knew what it would be it's like how come he's not correcting his child and such and such and I wouldn't let my child and blah blah and whatever the case may be all the while yeah clickbait it's like this man from what we can tell from what we are allowed to see is doing a fantastic job being supportive and loving mm-hmm. and just nurturing to his child who's probably just still trying to figure it out but he's given that space to figure it out yeah. God bless them for being so careful and caring for that child fuck all the rest of y'all who have something negative to say about him and right. fuck the shade room for even a, like try, doing that intentionally to, to let people do that Yeah, again y'all, y'all didn't have to post that you didn't have to, but you knew what would come from it. You knew the kind of keys that you would get from people making jokes about this child's sexuality and gender identity, whatever right. it may be. Right. So, um, yeah, big, two big, fat middle fingers up to y'all. Agreed. Oh,
1: so, who um, else is
0: going on? I kind of want to talk. I don't know if you've ever heard of this person. His name is, um, are these people. I'm just kind of figuring out who they are, Uh, like within the past year, I think. And so, one, his name is G Herbo. I think it's G Herbo. I don't know if this, I think it's G Herbo, I guess. I don't even know if I want to look this person up. These are, these are the, the one, a part of that, the new wave of little rappers or whatever like that. The only thing I know about him is that people joke that he can't rap on the beat. And so, he was dating this young lady, Ariane, I think, but her, her, her name is like the real Kyle's sister. And I did hear the backstory on that because it's like her brother was murdered. And so she, to honor him, she goes by the real Kyle sister or Kyle's sister. Because apparently he played an instrumental role in her upbringing. But anyway, this is probably like old and stuff like that. But like if you ever caught wind of some of the shenanigans that they go through and stuff like that, it's just like every time you turn around apparently this young lady is um saying all kinds of off the wall stuff on on twitter or instagram like she's just going off like she's implied that so so first and foremost back up they dated and have a child together i'm seeing it and then they broke up and i think that the what the the girl is implying what the Kyle sister girl is implying is that the girl he is currently dating is played played a part in why they are no longer together
1: her name is Tana Williams and she's Emily B's
0: daughter. Yeah. Um, um Fab Emily B fabulous them. That she's part of that cool So um right. anyway, I just want to just talk about her just real quick because I think that sis is man, I just in fact I don't even want to talk about what they're doing. I just want to talk about how bad people need therapy. Why? Because this young lady, I think, because everything about her life is basically online. So is G Herbo's and his his detain a girl or whatever, like, and I think that when you are, when when your whole life is built on basically exposing everything to everyone. And you're going through something so painful, mm-hmm. like a breakup, with, especially with someone you have a child with. And there's some, probably some infidelity. I hear that she was also, like, um, abusive in in some instances and whatnot. So it was just like a whole bunch of craziness. And I'm just like, she needs an outlet that's not Twitter. And not mm-hmm. that people can be open and vulnerable. Because I will be the first to tell you that I will tell bits and pieces of my business Because it's okay to not, you know, like, fake smile on everything that you do. It's okay to let people know that you hurting. So, you know, I I just, I'm thinking about her and all the other folks that probably really need to be in someone's therapy office and how we probably need to go and make a practice in Hollywood.
1: Okay, so playing a little devil's advocate here, I can see exactly what you're saying. She, um, is entitled to how she's feeling. She's feeling, you know, bitter about the fact that apparently sh- he broke up with her for this woman that he seemed to have been having a relationship with while they were together.
0: Yeah, and they seem and pretty so, happy right now too. Yeah.
1: And this been this was over a year ago when yeah. this whole scandal even came about. Mm-hmm. Um so I understand her, you know, feeling bitter, feeling in pain because she had just freshly had a baby for this man Mm -hmm. and we all know how hormones can be during that time Mm -hmm. so i totally understand that and then the other part is she is expecting that this man won't have his and her child around this girlfriend
0: see now that That is the part
1: that i'm kind of like
0: that's rough because it's just like at some point you gotta because it's been a year it's been a year I also I think it's, it has something to do with the fact that it's not just the girlfriend per se, but it's who, who she is, what role she played in this whole thing, according to. Because I'm not I don't know they ain't my people they ain't my business. But according to her, she you know was cheating, or her G Herbo was cheating with this this young lady. So therefore. She's she's a bitch. She's a scallywag. She's, she's a hoe. She's all these things. She's I a homewrecker. Oh, plenty hoes. And so she's like, it would probably any girlfriend would be fine, but this one, hell no. And it it probably just pains her so much to see that he is also just like always putting just like this happiness on display. Not that yeah. he can't, but it's just right there in your face that this person that you were so invested in who you know sounds like they did you pretty dirty towards the end or whatever is also now off happy and flaunting it and stuff like that and now has the nerve to bring your baby around the person that you have you know that so much anger and kind of resentment toward yeah
1: that's the part where I'm like with you when you say okay at what point is it time to like seek therapy because you can't keep your child away from the child's father right and the child's father is obviously involved with another woman, and so you can't expect him to not have your child around his new girlfriend.
0: Yeah, especially since it's been so long. Yeah, so and this is
1: not like a month later,
0: right? I want I want peace for that young lady because I'm it's not just her. It's got to be hard. It's it's like everybody. It's it's all the futures baby mamas who who hop on Instagram with a post about the stuff that's going on in their lives. It's 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 like it's literally all of them. All I could think is just like when will you decide that maybe you need another space to talk about this in? Yeah. Cause this can't Online, be healthy. You know? And again, there's some level of vulnerability that people can share. I'm all for it. But also, if this is how you're coping with it, and it's kind of getting to a toxic point, then you got a different conversation that they, that she had to have and so yeah. like I said this is prob- this is old news I think this happened like what two weeks ago and stuff but I've been thinking about her lately p- specifically because of, like the project that I'm involved in and what that the purpose of that is and stuff like that and like that healing after heartbreak kind of thing I'm just yeah. like oh sis um you know you, you've got some some things going on that aren't so great like you definitely shouldn't put your hands on people and like that's not cute not even a little bit but you you probably could benefit from therapy, like yeah. some real deal long term one on one. Probably some group. Mm-hmm. I love groups. Uh-huh. <laughs> groups are great. So like yeah, I think that we should we should definitely there's a market for that. We should tap into. If you are an Instagram influencer and you need therapy, here is this confidential number that you can here call. Here is this confidential number. Like shit we need to go and get licensed in cali and new york what do them next be it. like cali new york and atlanta we and need do it and do it because the people need it, the instagram influencers need help
1: yeah
0: so i think that's pretty much it i can't think of anything else that i want to talk about and um we also have places to be people to see and things um to do. things to do All so right. until next time you guys We're We, jose-ing. we jose-ing. Later.